yo, yo, what is up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess Keller-Poole, and super excited for today's interview. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Shauna Cormier, and our guest today is Chanel Williams, aka Hops Galore, on Instagram and all the other social medias. Super rad lady who's a beer lover, has experience in the beer industry, um, and is just the kind of a beer influencer doing dope stuff on social meads, talking about all the beer she's drinking. And we had a super great time. So in this episode, we are drinking a freaking PN dub classic block 15 sticky hands. Excellent. Excellent. Double IPA West coast style. They do change up the hop bill every time they brew it. So it's a little different every time, but freaking every time I have had it, it has been excellent, excellent beer. So we were stoked that she chose that maybe drinking a little Orval at the end there too. I mean, when is an Orval never not good? It's, it's not, it's always good. So we were super stoked to have her on the show today and it was just a really great conversation so easy it was one of those things where like I mean we have yet to meet in real life but you know when you just click with someone immediately that's just how the whole conversation felt so really good time with her so make sure you do follow at hops glore on instagram I believe she has twitter as well and while I'm at it with the plugs you know you always got to follow seattle beer school on Instagram at Seattle Beer School, seattlebeerschool.com, and TikTok. We are on the talk at Seattle Beer School. Can uh, enjoy all the shenanigans over there. You can find me at Jess Jess Beer on Instagram. You can find Shauna at Young Billy Crystal. G- give give it all a follow. And uh, while we're on the plug train, uh, do you want to mention that if you are listening to this in real time? A.K. Wednesday the 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, I guess. I need to go find myself a dry Irish stout after this. So yeah, if you if you are listening to this in real time, Shauna and I have a class series going on right now with Seattle Beer School. Uh, we are doing a three-part series on the ingredients of beer leading up to a release of our latest beer collaboration that we're doing with Aslan Brewing, Bottleworks Beer, and Full Throttle Bottles. You can buy tickets online on Bottleworks website um, as they are sponsoring this series and you'll be picking up all the beer through them. So check that out if you are in the Seattle area. RIP to those who are not in the Seattle area. Slurry. Reminder that Cheers to Beers is a part of the Titan Cast Podcast Network. So stick around at the very end. We've got a promo for one of our shows called Arbitrary Advice with B. So stick around, give that a listen, see what her show's all about. And I think that's all the news, the the business for now. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? In this episode, we are talking about representation in the industry, beer influencers, LA versus Seattle beer scene, and the box set VHS combo of Titanic that, you know, let's be real, changed all of our young lives. So get yourself a Block 15 Sticky Hands or any West Coast Double IPA, maybe an Orval, and join us. Cheers. So that my face, my, I'm big, my face is big, and I don't need to see my face like this. I want to see your faces. I know. <laughs> like, we don't need to be the priority for this. I'm, I just don't. Are you sure? I think you guys are. <laughs> I'm definitely not. So I, I, you know, it's like, it's weird because you're used to it. Because even doing FaceTime and stuff, like I catch myself all looking at myself and I'm like. Oh yeah, always. I'm not a vain person. Well, I'm, I didn't think I was. 
it's but so it's hard like, not to look at your own face though yeah it's interesting you're like damn like, you're like that's what people, <laughs> you're like that's what people have to look at my god so i've been staring at spreadsheets all day oh boy. all day yeah it's like that just makes yeah, my neck my neck tense up so quickly hearing spreadsheets <laughs> Well, then, you know, sticky hands seems like a good beer to be having after that. Is it your weekend now? Yes, it is. Today is my official Friday night. So, yeah, I canceled on a date. So I'm just chilling. Like, (laughs) living the dream. Yeah. Like, was it a first date? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. I ain't got time for that today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if I was dating right now, I'd just be canceling on people left and right. Yeah, Welcome and just like <laughs> just like trying to find a place that like feels comfortable too during this time is like a struggle. Next to impossible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so funny on like on these dating apps, they have a section now for your COVID related, you know, dating shit, whatever you want to do, whatever you're not comfortable mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we can do Zoom chat or I'm okay with meeting, but we have to stay six feet apart. Or, (laughs) yeah, what what world are we living in? I know. It's like, I guess that's good that it's there. That way there's no miscommunication. But still the fact that we're like, all right, this is where we're at right now. (laughs) All the hottest girls have cats. And I'm I'm deathly allergic to cats. So I have to just like nix them right away. (laughs) They don't even get a chance. Oh, that's, oh, that's too bad. Sucks, man. Something about hot it's girls. Probably, guys, don't you have a cat? I do. Shauna does too. I do too. Um, of course, you and, guys. <laughs> um, I bet too. It's like so many people were adopting animals, especially if you live alone, um, and you were able to. I feel like so many people did that. So it probably just like there's probably the normal amount of pet owners, and then during this time, it's just like no, everyone is hitting up the shelter. <laughs> Someone just have a goldfish. I'm down for that. Uh, yeah. Are you looking <laughs> to dog? Fish. Are you cool with dogs? Do dogs bother I'm you? so cool with dogs. No, dogs are straight. I, I'm I'm happy with that. But I live in a really small, tiny apartment um, in which I can't have anything. So um, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm like, I need a goldfish. That's all I can have right now. <laughs> you just have a cool little goldfish. I will. I will. Hamster? I'm going to name him Biggie or something. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. I'm gonna <laughs> pop open my beer, which I haven't done yet. Listen to that. Um, I already got there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you needed to. Thanks for sipping this with me. I thank you for choosing this beer. Honestly, this is actually a beer that Shauna introduced me to. She was like, "You haven't had Sticky Hands before," and then I was, and now I'm a convert. Sticky Hands. I remember the first time I had it. It was like because I'm a hop fiend, which I'm assuming you are as well. Hops galore. Um, I can't get enough. And you know, Jess would make fun of me, sort of like, oh, let me guess, Shauna, you're having another sticky hands. <laughs> oh, it was that bad? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would buy it every chance I had. Um, yeah, but like I, if we were out at like a beer bar or something and it was there, that's that's what you're listen, getting. Listen, Always. it hits all the spots. It does. You know, it smells good. As, I've only had one bad sticky hands, but we could save that. Is it for, old? It wasn't old. It didn't. It, the, the date wasn't old, but it smelled. It was mm-hmm. cheesy. Mm. It's the first, only time I've ever had one that was just off. Um, but they change it up every time slightly, right? 
Um, do they? Yeah. That's what the. That's I what think the, they have a bridal. They do a varietal one, and sometimes they'll throw like a mix in. They'll be like, "Oh, this one has something else in it." Blah blah blah. But it's so damn good. It's like it's bitter, but not overly bitter, and the eight percent is like just enough, you know. It's God. it's solid. Like it, to me, I just I love that feel of a West Coast. You know, we're living in the haze world, so it's just. I mean, it's nice. It's just nice. It's beautiful. It's I'm so happy fun. with yeah. that one. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting how, like, you know, now there's this difference between West Coast and Northeast, and sometimes brewers aren't even brewing with that in mind. They're just brewing however they want to brew. But there is something about getting something that, I mean, this has, you know, some haze to it, but it's not like a hazy. Um, And there's something about, like, getting a beer like this that's at 8 this one's at 8.1%, you know, and being like, oh my God, like a just solid double IPA, like that looks like this. You don't see that very often. Do this like, what no, the alchemist I'll take the mark. Yes. That's like what Hedy Topper looks like, which is funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, which, oh God, I remember the first time I tried that. <laughs> it's, so, it's so damn good. It is good. Oh man. I think someone um, sent it to me actually. Oh, that was a nice yeah, person. So, I mean, yeah, oh. it's, it can be definitely hard to get out here. And Shauna and I, we used to have a regular um, when we worked at Rubens that worked in, she worked for Starbucks and they have like a big area out in Vermont. So she was frequently traveling to Vermont and there was like one class that we taught that she came to and she had just gone off the plane from Vermont and brought us Hetty Topper like from the brewery. And I was like, <laughs> what? Dude, she was cool as hell. She did like sensory stuff for Starbucks, right? Yeah. She was like a sensory scientist for Starbucks. Yeah, it was like That's legit wild. knowledge behind it. <laughs> yeah, Your we were... class is coming up, though. Aren't you guys doing? We are. We... It's coming up. I'm excited. I saw someone. You... I know you I saw it. Yay. Now I'm nervous. Hops is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brandon was like, you should really sign up for this. That's his voice, by the way. You should really sign up for this. And Brandon. I was like, bro, I did two days ago. he's so funny (laughs) what um i i think is good too because i think this might be like an overall symptom of seattle but working in the seattle beer industry for like five years there definitely is a lack of like i know what you're gonna say outgoing relationship making like it's so hard not only to like break into the industry but once even when you're there there's a weird thing where you have to like prove yourself that feels very Seattle to me not that I've worked in other beer industries in other cities but like it's just like okay guys we're all here for the same reason we're all we all love beer we may all be at different levels of industry experience or beer knowledge but can we be friends? <laughs> yeah, there's like Please. this little, yeah, there's a little bit of this barrier, and it's a Seattle thing too, right? Um, you know, and I felt it, and it, even like you know, Bottleworks and Browers are two of my favorite places to go to. But even, even there, it was a little bit like, I, I don't think anyone likes me. Why is everyone so grouchy? And it could be because I'm not. I don't. I can be grouchy, but like maybe I'm a little too much. And people are like, whoa, there, Turbo. Let's, your acting mm. is showing, your acting background is showing. But like, <laughs> it's been so weird coming back to the city because I didn't, I didn't never really feel, I, I never really felt like I was in the industry to begin with out here or the weird beer Seattle bubble because you guys, this is like such a tight knit 
very small, very close community, very hard to break into. Um, like you said, like when I first went to Bottle Works years ago, I it was so dark in there, first of all. You were like, am I in a dungeon? <laughs> And the guy behind the counter was just like, like no words, just yeah, yeah. And so I think I went there twice. Uh, And then when I moved back here from LA, it was one of the first places I went to. I'm like, let's just give it another try. You never know. Maybe they'll be less grouchy. And then it was like their whole crew and they were, they were great. It was, Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I'm like, that's how it should be. There is, and there is a certain vibe, you know, if you think about it, like there is this, cause I, I've only been here for a little over three years and, you know, at first I was just like, I don't even, is there a Seattle beer community? You know what I mean? At first I was just like, what is, what is happening here? You know what I mean? And it wasn't like people were rude and you know what I mean? Like they were just, it just was a little bit like you, you do, you have to prove yourself in this weird way. And I don't think anyone who is inside in quotes thinks they're being dicks. Because then once you get to know people, you're like, oh, everyone's really just real. They're cool. But it's like, why can't you just be like, hi, let's shake hands. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there's like a level of shyness that's involved. Or it it also kind of feels like people are just automatically going to be like a little bit weary. Like instead of immediately accepting someone and then being like, oh, I don't really want to fuck with you. It's more of like, I'm going to keep my distance figure you out and then be cool with it which is fine I mean that's basically how I live my life but it is it it feels different as like I guess a woman in the industry too because then you start thinking other things you're like is it the way I look is it my gender or like Sean is saying am I coming off too strong um so yeah it definitely was an interesting place to kind of come through and honestly I felt lucky because I worked for the like bottle works burgundian group when they had another restaurant called Burgundian. So I kind of got to know people on the inside, uh, like right away. So then I was like, oh, okay, these are just kind of like how they are. They're just, they're kind of grouchy, but they're sweeties <laughs> and they're, they're going to share their Lambic with me. So cool. Um, but, but from you know Shauna's perspective, it's like, well, you know, what's I, really like, interesting is that we're talking, if we're talking about like the Seattle beer in, like insider whatever bubble what do you want to call it it's funny that the first places we thought of or i mentioned was bottle works and browers like <laughs> automatically we were like oh yeah. yeah those are like the cool kids clubs well we, and they're just we they're just full throttle <laughs> oh yeah full throttle exactly we got full throttle yeah but, but they're browers, new but... in comparison you know right yeah, and um Browers and Bottleworks have just been around forever since, um, you know, like when the the scene was really blowing up. So they just feel like such establishments for the city, which is, I think, why that's like a go to. And I think that if you've lived here for a few years or you grew up in the area, you you know that and you kind of see that. Um, but it makes me think now. So, Chanel, did you grow up in Seattle and then you were down in L.A. and came back or what was kind of like your history yeah. there? It's really weird. My life is weird and I'm willing to share. So, uh, <laughs> I love um, weird. so I was actually, I was, thank you. That's my name. I was born in LA. Uh, I moved to Seattle when I was about three. So, uh, we moved over to Queen Anne, went to elementary school in Queen Anne, middle school in North Seattle. Um, mom got a divorce and she was like, all right, kids, we're moving back to LA, pack up. Uh, so that sucked, but I did, I moved back to LA for like high school. I went to culinary school out there. Oh, cool. Uh, then 
packed all my shit and drove back to Seattle all by myself. I'm the only when one did, left out here of my family. Damn. So when did that happen? Yeah. That was ten, 10 years ago, about 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. So I got here in like 2011 and I've kind of just been all over the place since then. Like I've lived here. I lived in Florida for a second, Las Vegas, back to LA. And now I'm cool. settled here. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So then I don't. Yeah. Right. Um, so then I don't know how much of like the LA beer scene you got to see or were a part of, but in this topic of like, people's attitudes and general dispositions in the beer industry I imagine that LA is a lot different than (laughs) Seattle and I spent some time there and I have a lot of friends in like the entertainment industry so I kind of know it from that side Um, but I haven't really explored much of LA beer I just there's just kind of a lot of people down there Um, but yeah so like did you experience any difference there were you involved in beer in LA at all? Yeah, so I st- actually I got in beer by I started home brewing with my Dope. ex and his family. They grew hops cool. in their backyard. Yes, love Hill, to hear right? it. <laughs> so we would like go pick the hops. We'd like freeze dry some for Yay. you know we're gonna use those later. Um, and then the day that we'd pick, we'd go brew at Gallagher's and uh, uh, wherever. Where is it? Oh God, Edmonds. Edmonds yeah so we'd go brew over there come back you know two weeks bottle it up so that's how I kind of started to understand what beer was I I didn't I had no respect for it in the beginning in the beginning none who did you know I was like this sucks (laughs) I hate corona (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to drink this anymore (laughs) and now I'm like give me every Mexican lager Please, you know, just I want line all them the up. Lagers. Line them up. Well, it, it, like homebrewing is such a good way to learn about beer and really like gain respect for what it is and what the process is and the different ingredients and what they bring to a beer. So I see how that could help transform someone into a beer drinker because then you start seeing like, oh my God, this is everything that goes into it. And then when you're homebrewing, you are a part of it too. You're like putting your work and your hands into it. And that makes it like, who cares what the end result is? Maybe it's not that great, but it's still special <laughs> to have been able to make something. Yeah. And especially if you come from Yo, a culinary it was never background. Great. Yeah. Hey, that's true. I mean, I think that's what drew me to it is like, all right, this is just another recipe to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Um, but I mean, I'm really shitty at baking because it's, it's just such a science. And so I think I'm more, I'm just, I like, you know, I'm the chef. I want to throw in spices. I want to ad lib. I want to, that too. what works, what doesn't let's just experiment. Let's get weird. Let's get weird weird in this kitchen. You know, what's wild. My mom once told me, she was like, this kind of recently, she was like, yeah, Shawnee, you're more of a baker because you're like very specific and like, you know, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, mom, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? She's like, yeah, because you're like, you know, you like things to be like perfect and stuff. And I was like, I was like, do you, do you know who I am? I was so <laughs> weird. I was like, I'm not a great baker. First of all, I'm like, what? I, what? I was well, so and weird. also you can like certain things and have like a certain aesthetic and still be more of that, like on the fly sort of person. <laughs> I was just like, when she said that to me, I was like, You're like, mom, like, have you seen the center co- council of my car? Have you no. seen it? <laughs> have you seen it today? Like, have you seen me in the kitchen before? <laughs> I, I Tasmanian devil. It was so uh, strange. 
And I was like, wow, oh, but maybe that is the way I come across. And then I was like, oh man, I need to go sit down and think about this for a second. You need to come to Jesus, baby. She would love me to come, <laughs> come to on Jesus. Over. Yeah. Lay on my bosom. Let me help you, girl. That sounds that sounds great. Can I please? I, I know, wanna right? Lay, I want to lay on someone's bosom. Okay, so Okay, anyways, bosoms. You did homebrewing up here. Yeah, and... so yeah. I just started kind of doing dabbling in that very, very small amount. You know, I was really great at like capping the bottles. So that was my job. <laughs> Hey, listen, that's a skill. You know, <laughs> it's a skill. Um, but after that, I kind of just started exploring beer with uh, my friends and just trying different things. You know, I, of course, I'd go to the grocery store and just try everything they had before I understood what a bottle shop was. You know, <laughs> like, oh. wait, you mean I could get that there? Um, well, I think that that's like not like every city has a bottle shop, you know, and I think that's something that we get spoiled for in Seattle because there's so many great places to go to. But when I think about like my hometown, even like being from Northern California, that has a really great scene, like my hometown, I, I, there probably is, but I don't know. I've never like heard of it. So, you know, to be able to have bottle shops is, you know, hopefully something that'll still be around and exist, um, you know, after all this shit, but yeah, it's like, oh, then when things become specialized, you're like, oh, my God, this is such another like a huge opportunity to learn more about things. Well, it's crazy because even like Safeway does like, I mean, a very small section of being able to buy individual bottles and cans. And stuff. Your six like, pack. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, you, you could do it that way. But now we know like it's not the best sort of selection, but, you know, it's a easier way of exploring than just having to buy a six pack every time, which can get a little expensive. Yeah. But the great um, research, great research. I feel research. that. I feel that. No, I mean, it was, I try shit that I was like, okay, I'm, I don't ever need to drink that again. And, you know, I try stuff that was like, oh, this is weird. I've never had a Saison. What is that? Like the fuck? What's a fruited sour? Are you kidding me? Like what are what are all these things? And so I just got really inspired and I'm a huge fan of ingredients. I love the flavor profiles. And so it kind of turned me on. You know, I was I went to a couple uh, I think Freem way back in the day. They had like a beer mixing event. And I went and it they just laid out a bunch of different beers and you had these little droppers and you could just kind of mix Whoa. all the beers and kind of try things and write down what you liked and what you didn't. Oh, cool. um, huh. So yeah, I just started dabbling. And to be honest with you, as I was visiting breweries, as I was drinking more beer, as I was connecting with people on Instagram who also drink beer in Seattle, I realized like I was the only, I felt like the only person who looked like me, you know, I, I really did. And I think that kind of pushed me to want to be in the industry because I saw that there was such a lack and I don't know. I kind of wanted to be like, you know, fucking Oprah. Like I just want to be <laughs> out here creating space and, you know, a nice environment for people to learn and grow and experience beer without that fear of that bubble we were talking about, the mm -hmm. fear of not knowing enough, the fear of the imposter syndrome, the fear of having to prove oneself every time you go to you know a, a brewery a tap room an event uh, a festival you know 
Um, so it pushed me to work at a brewery. So I literally walked into a brewery, handed, handed them my resume and I was like, you should hire me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yup. Yeah. So what brewery? I know it was, it was optimism on the hill. Oh, cool. So I know it's crazy. So a couple of years ago I was in, I've been in real estate for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, super side note, but I've been real estate. I was selling a new construction project in Capitol Hill. We were like 90% sold in the building. And so shit just got really slow. It was real. it's kind of boring. I, you know, you handle all your business and you're done by, you know, three o'clock. And so optimism just happened to be across the street from the building that we were selling. And I visited a couple of times. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. You know, I'm still pretty new to beer, but all right, let's, let's just walk in and see what happens. Yeah. So I walked in, I talked to the owner, she sat down with me and I was like, you should hire me. <laughs> I said, I don't know anything about beer. I just know that I appreciate it. I appreciate the art form and I just want to learn. So just put me in coach. <laughs> and, and you got hired. Yeah. They called me like the next day. They're like, hell yeah, you're in, you're yeah. in. They're like, we can't. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It was probably the confidence too, for the fact that you're just like, here I am. And we, you know what? We girl, all know that I you need to. representation. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Help um, me help you. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and you know, I really admire what you said when you were like, "I look at this industry, I look at festivals and events, and I don't see people who look like me," and that pushed you to want to be a part of it because I think it's so easy to then just be like, "Well, then I don't belong," or "They don't want me here." Um, yeah, like that representation is so so important to feel like you actually have an inclusive space so like props to you for being like no this is what I like and I'm gonna do it because the scene deserves people like me um whereas it's so easy to just be like oh I don't know I'm just gonna keep on doing whatever the fuck I'm doing and <laughs> yeah there's so to breweries many, on the weekends there's like so many challenges already right and then on top of that to be someone that is like in the vast minority you know like it's just like and like not only feel like maybe you don't have enough knowledge and don't have enough of this but then also maybe just feeling safe in a space you know what i mean right like that must have been that's a whole another episode i've got some stories man the disrespect is real but real talk like let's just be honest it's not always easy to be strong i love this idea of like you know the strong woman specifically the strong black woman, like you, you have to be strong. It's almost as if you don't have a choice. And some days are easier than others. Some days I do feel like an imposter. Some days I feel like I don't belong. And that again, just drives me to want to continue to do this thing, continue to love it. How dare I let someone else's opinion and or lack of representation stop me from drinking like a bomb ass triple IPA with fucking glitter in it. Like, don't <laughs> don't judge me. Don't yeah, you know? Just gonna clap. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying that shit's great. It's actually not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we get the metaphor. That's all that matters. You feel me? Cool. But uh, yeah, it's not always easy. But I just you just gotta keep pushing. There's nothing else you can do. And you know, I'm I feel like I'm sort of new back in Seattle. You know, I've been gone for a, for a couple of years. And so when I first got back, everybody was talking about Jess and Shauna, 
Jess and Shauna. Who's what? Jess and Shauna? I Who swear to God. Who are people talking about us? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Oh, great. <laughs> like, you, and I was like, okay, well, clearly I need to know these women, like these queens over here just doing their thing, you know? And so, yeah, That's I'm really right. glad you guys had me on. You guys are great. You're great. Thanks well, yeah, for inspiring women all over the place. Because Dude, I mean, if that is something more. that's happening, then I feel like we're accomplishing what we want to accomplish. Because I think it just like the experiences that we've had, not only in Seattle and not only in the beer industry, but I think it, it got to a point where we're like, people need to feel comfortable here. And again, it's not like people are necessarily mean. I mean, I've had some fucked up shit. We've all had fucked up experiences between the three of us. Like I can guarantee that. But oh, yeah, yeah, at the same sure. time, <laughs> at the same time, like we're still able to kind of break in and become friends with people. And Sean and I talk a lot about this concept of gatekeeping in the beer industry. And like that is some shit that needs to go. Dude, there's literally no thing, point to it. That's the thing that drives Explain me. Explain that to me. So if there's you can. I have okay. So like, especially white women who are notoriously awful at helping other women yeah i mean they are what you know what i mean like yeah. karen's left and right and just like you're like well i'm struggling because i'm a woman so i'm not gonna help anyone else and it's like bitch that is your duty as a human but anyways but like okay so like you know like if a, a, a ladder is broken and someone else is coming up the ladder then you should either give them your hand up or fix the ladder for them right but then Thank some you. women are just like you know what fix it yourself i had to walk up those rungs by myself and it's like wait yeah. great what the fuck is that like that's and we've rude as hell yeah and like individually and together we've had experiences of other white women who like i don't know are just kind of fake they like act friendly they act like they like us and then when we're like trying to offer officer officer offer our <laughs> services um <laughs> fucking like DUI Freudian slip there Dude, yeah that was um, like police officers offer. came right into your brain uh -oh. um like we were trying to offer our services and just be like we would love to help you in any way and then be like yeah and then don't follow up on emails or like I don't know just don't engage at all and we're like what are we doing wrong or they'll say stuff in like rooms uh, the inn's full sorry we're like, like sorry we're all full up there's no more room for this and it's like that's fine if you have your group of people that you want to hang out with and that's your friend group that's cool uh -huh. but when it comes to like actual events and job placements and stuff like that it is you're doing a disservice to yourself as well by gatekeeping that way because then what like then you just have less people supporting you you just have less people around that you can rely on it it is also, like so you have less you have less perspective of the world like you know what i mean like people have different upbringings different experiences in this world especially if they don't share the same skin color as you especially in america <laughs> where yeah, like, let's be real here <laughs> like yeah read history like just like look back 60 years ago <laughs> and you'll be like wow that read it <laughs> yeah you're like wait yeah. that happened in my parents lifetime like and right. you, you're not able to be like i need to like look outside my fucking box and see, see how you know, it's just insane to me. Yeah, for once. I, I it's 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 impossible. And I kind of wonder where does that I mean, I understand as Americans we have this idea of like the, you know, the me first, like the singularity of how we think sometimes. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna take care of myself, 
maybe my partner, maybe our pet, and that's it. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about my neighbor. Like, the whole thy shall, thou shall love thy neighbor, just, like, where did it go? Like, did we forget that, that we're all like, one people? Yeah. I just don't understand. I think that's where I, I get really upset is, are we just forgetting that we are, no one knows why we're here. We're literally walking around on a floating ass rock, driving in cars that we can't afford, paying insurance I can't afford. Like for what? What are we here for? Can we just at least love each other? If there's yeah. nothing else, <laughs> just like be in cool, be kind. Like what the? How hard? Is that? The, I don't and know. The, Clearly, this, very hard. <laughs> and something that we talk about too about like one of the reasons why you love so beer so much, love beer so much, is because it really does feel like a. It can be a gathering space. It can be a place to share your experience or like, we both love this beer and this is something we share. Cool, let's talk about it. Or at least cheers across the room to each other about it, you know? And I think that beer has done that forever for humans. And, you know, something that's still important to remember as we're going on. Um, and like, even aside from like the gatekeeping oddly with like women and white women in the industry another frustrating thing that I find with Seattle too is like when we talk about lack of diversity owners of bottle shops breweries or whatever they're like okay well just no black people apply or like no women apply so like what are we supposed to do you know it's like there and that's like where the thought stops it doesn't yeah. go beyond well then what are we doing that's making people like what this can we do apply? yep yeah, like how, how can we change our behavior you know like it's never oh. about you. It's like pushing it yeah. on something else, an excuse on someone else. And it's just like, okay, then we're literally never going to get better if that's the attitude. They're like, well, we tried. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because think about it. I'm going to case the joint. If I want to work somewhere, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to talk to the staff. I'm going to ask them what do they like and what do they dislike. I'm going to be sly about it because oh, yeah. I'm a pimp. But like, <laughs> I'm still going to ask. Shit, I want to know what I'm getting myself into. And if I don't feel comfortable the moment I walk in somewhere, if I don't feel just that camaraderie, like, then it's not for me. Cause that's personally, that's who I am. So, you know, when I hear when I hear stuff like the other day I was looking at um, what is that Seattle beer group on Facebook? Oh god. <laughs> uh, you're tasting Seattle. I can't mess with it's that. Dead. That just it's it drives me. It's not even wall. worth it's being like, on, to be this, honest. Is this a good time for <sighs> Seattle Gossip Corner? Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We need God to make that stinger. Oh, my God. Did you hear what happened on BTS? Yeah, that's just that Facebook group is a, kind of a shit show. It I, really is. And I got invited. How the fuck did I get they were like she needs to be part of this i don't know <laughs> like something's wrong here no but they were talking about someone posted okay so what are let's start a list of you know the black owned breweries i don't know if it was just in washington state or you know uh, world um u.s wide but people were losing their shit they were like well you should you definitely have to support all breweries because all breweries matter oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. just like you guys you have 99.9 percent .9 of the space to post about any brewery you would like this little tiny 0.1 percent of us saying hey we just kind of want to start a list of these specific types of breweries can we do that 
and people were very uncomfortable and it made me angry yeah reading these comments seeing what was going on it's that's why it's really hard for me to to like look at stuff like that on like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter especially Twitter they need to calm down on they need to sit the fuck down on Twitter like they're losing their minds they're just like <laughs> screaming left and right on Twitter there's like ah! they're just losing it it's, it's insane. too much and I like it people have that like barrier right when they're like posting stuff because they're not talking to a human they're just like being so it gives them even more of like they think they could just be like the crazy they say the craziest shit and just be like that wasn't me and it was like wait what <laughs> yes it was yeah and it's so like Joey, not only- your name is right there <laughs> your your avatar <laughs> is a picture of you and your wife like we know who you are you put your phone number on your profile, Joey. Um, <laughs> Let's call Joey. Um, four way, four way call, Joey. Yo, like we did middle school. Yes. Oh my god, am I gonna call Ben tonight? I think I should call Ben. Are you sure? Yeah. He looked at me in fourth period. Yes. Yeah, he gave me a piece of gum. Um, <laughs> dude, there is this trend on TikTok right now um, of people like showing embarrassing shit from like middle school and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I've seen quite a few of people being like, my friends filmed me during my very first hug after school and everyone gathered around. And I was like, literally, I'm so happy we did not have cell phones in middle school because like I did that shit. There was like, it'd be like oh my god we're gonna like kiss after school you know and <laughs> to have that documented is like such a nightmare like no one needs to see that Ugh. leave them alone Wait, did, those kids learn? Learn? did you the biggest the nerd ever oh so was i did you kiss someone in middle school jess are you talking to me yes. <laughs> yeah what i definitely did, I did not. Yeah. and her name was shauna Oh, so. yes! Just saying. Yes. yes. She was my best oh, friend in seventh grade, and I taught her how to kiss. And now she's got a beautiful girlfriend living oh. her dream. Okay. Yes. And so I that... have a thing for Shauna's, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your husband. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll be like, listen, I'm sorry, baby. I got another call later. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta me. go walk my dog. I gotta go. We don't have we don't have a dog, Shauna. Shut up. Cat. <laughs> I gotta learn how to kiss. Oh my god. Um, By the way, I, I love your Titanic t-shirt. That that post you had on Instagram was so good. So cute. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So like let me tell Crunch. you. When did when did Titanic come out? Was that like 97 or 98? I, think it, I don't I know. I think it was 97. That sounds right. My mom took me to the theater with her and her girls. So she's a single mom and she had no choice but to take me. So I'm seven and you know that steamy ass car scene and she tried to cover my eyes. And I was like, woman, I need to see boobies. So (laughs) you need to to go eat your popcorn and let me chill. And I just remember being, it was the most exciting movie I had ever seen as like a seven year old. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I, then I was just obsessed after that. Sweet. I, absolutely. I was like, I love Rose. I love Jack. I just, I love them both. It's, it was also so. so epic and dramatic. Wait, you see, you see her, doesn't she, when she's like all lounging, she, you see her full boobies, right? 
You do. Well, in the picture, in the drawing, though, you uh, see. You know, they, like, I mean? cover it up. I'm not saying, like, I've memorized the movie or anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to 60 minutes in 23 <laughs> seconds. It was on VHS 2 oh. on the second VHS tape. Okay, <laughs> so this remember. is what I was just about to say, is I had the VHS set at my house. I had both. So the two... Um, two tape sets we had was Titanic and Sound of Music. And both of the movies, I only watched the first tape. Like, I just thought those oh, movies no. were the first tapes. Um, so I didn't, because honestly, I think it was more of like the actual death scene in Titanic that my parents were more concerned about. Um, but yeah, never saw like any of the Nazi shit from Sound of the Music. Um, <laughs> didn't see the death <laughs> or sex scene in Titanic. Like until I realized, oh, there's a whole nother half of a movie I need to watch. But yeah, for a while, first tape only. That's all I was allowed. Oh, that's wild. All right. I'm calling you first tape Jess. First tape Jess. <laughs> new nickname, baby. That's your new like Instagram. First handle. tape Jess. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Hamilton, the musical. Not really. Yeah, I, I like, have a musical barely. past, so I'm I'm admitting it. Um, but it's a two, it was a two disc set. Right. Um, and I gave okay. my sister for, I guess, I don't know why I gave her a CD. What a weird thing to give someone in the last five years. And she thought it was just, <laughs> she thought it was just one CD. So she was like, God, that musical ends so abruptly. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, Sam, there's two, two different parts. And she's like, Oh, she goes, okay. This makes a lot more sense now. She's like, how did I win all those awards? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> This makes no this sense. Is so stupid. She just throws it out the window. I don't understand. Stupid. Damn you, Shauna. Fucking sister. Stupid gag gift. Yeah. <laughs> she got me again. Unbelievable. Oh man. Um, I don't even know where we were in the conversation necessarily, but yeah, um, about, that's how I'm gonna keep it moving. Uh, we were, yes. Um, See how many times we could talk about okay. Oh, oh, I think we were talking about the L.A. beer scene. Yes. We could yes. bring it back okay. there real quick. Let's come back. <laughs> Let's come back. Yes. Okay. What was your experience there? So the L.A. beer scene was 100% different than it is out here. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I would go to like, uh, what is a Teku Tavern? Yeah. I, I'd visit there a little bit. You know, I go to the masonry here and there. So I I go to places out here, but I never quite felt that sense of community than when I went to LA mm. and connected with um the beer family out there. They've got some incredible people doing crazy things. I think when I first landed out there and I just started posting pictures on Instagram here and there of beer pictures, um Benny and Tio of Crown and Hops, but previously Dope and Dank. Cool. Oh, Benny and Tio reached out to me. Okay. Yes. They reached out and they were like, hey, sister, it's really cool to see you doing what you're doing. You know, come to this event, meet this person. Um, So I kind of connected with them. And through them, I met uh, just this incredible family. I don't know if you guys have heard of um, Beer Thug Life. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) Edgar Edgar and Maria, Beer Beer Thug Life, they have like a craft beer lifestyle brand that's kind of where it started Mm -hmm. so they would you know post pictures of beer and kind of be at some events and they had t-shirts and stickers glassware it was super dope it was really nice to see like a latinx couple out there doing their thing like 
brown and black people. It was just beautiful because I had come from a place, you know, being out here where I'm, I go to Holy Mountain and look around oh. and I'm like, damn, like there's no, like I, it, I'm it. This is it. This is where it goes. You know, so going to LA and walking into a brewery, you know, that feel, I don't know if y'all know, but this feeling of like, when I see another person who looks like me, I'm just like, hey. I see you, you see me. I don't know you, but we're in this together. Like, <laughs> You know, so sure. just the sense of camaraderie, like the family feel, there were so many, you know, we'd go and have like bottle shares and I was part of like a homebrew group out there. So we did a bunch of events where just like the fam would, the family would come out to support the festivals and I'd be, you know, behind the jockey box pouring. And it was just a different vibe completely. I felt so welcomed. I felt like just open arms, your home in a weird way. Um, so yeah, totally different. Yeah. And I think that like, it's also just kind of shows a, a city's roots a little bit because I think that LA is, so, I mean, LA is a ginormous city. There's like 3 million people that live there, but I think LA does such a good job of embracing like their people in like Southeast LA and, you know, places that, I mean, historically have still been fucked over. Um, especially like where Dodger stadium is used to be like a thriving Latino culture and then was completely removed. Um, and like the Ram Stadium, like moving in, did they move into Inglewood right. or something? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, not to say there isn't <laughs> fucked up shit happening, but I think they do a really good job of being like, this is who we are. Whereas in Seattle, it feels very much like, I mean, there's always been like redlining issues here, but like it really feels like we're moving you out, we're moving you out, we're moving you out, and then no additional embracing of it or no like ability for these communities to feel like they have a space together and it seems like LA is like they've LA's always been good at being like this is who we are and like fuck you if you don't like it um so I think that shows in those communities too to be like okay black people love beer too so um we're gonna do our <laughs> thing in our historical neighborhoods and like you know we'll take your money but also like you don't have influence over this right no, absolutely. It was, uh, yeah, it was a vibe. I <laughs> yeah. haven't been to LA since I was like 20. It's been so long. I grew up in Arizona. We got to go. I know. I don't have any, absolutely. I'm not anti LA. I just haven't, you know what I mean? I just haven't I've been to yeah. San Diego tons of times. Um, and I have friends who live in LA cause you know, I went to acting school. So you either go to LA or you go to New York and I went to New York. Um, and New York has a similar, I mean, from what you're saying, it feels like, and I wasn't in the beer world in New York, really. I kind of just dipped my toes. I learned how to homebrew in New York, but um, it, it does, it, because it's uh, the city itself is so much more diverse, especially than here. Um, and it's such an old city. Like there, there's obviously differences between LA and New York, but there is like this sort of like, there's like deep communities and like the beer world, like you would walk, look in a bar and you'd be like, oh, there's people of every color around and that's normal no matter like maybe you're not midtown yeah. or up east side or some shit like that but like you know like in brooklyn where i was it was just like oh okay cool and then moving here was a little bit like whoa everyone, <laughs> everyone's just white yeah like me, how boring and i spent some time in denver right, and too I and it was a little bit better but still not great yeah. And I think that just like, it just kind of comes back to 
what we're trying to do all the times. It's like, okay, so let's acknowledge that this is like kind of an issue and like try to do something about it. Like, it's not like people of color don't exist in this city. We're just not giving them space to feel comfortable or like, so what do we need to do about it? And, you know, Sean and I do this on such a micro level. It's like, especially in COVID times, virtual events, it's like, just out here trying to do your best but it is something i mean one i think people are becoming more conscious of it um and hopefully that leads to actual change um but two it's just like what are we waiting for like what are we doing like (laughs) why hasn't this already been a thing you know like it's okay don't be so fucking afraid of offending anyone let's just like create space and and make and mistakes. Be okay. Yeah. Yes. And it's okay. It's okay to not know. Like the thing I think we're so afraid of is like, all right, like you said, am I going to offend someone? Am I going to put off someone by sharing my opinion or my experience? And honey, like your experience is yours. I can still learn from it as a black woman. And you can l- definitely learn from me <laughs> as a black, like we can learn from each other. We don't have to be so fearful of like sounding stupid or you know, not having the the stats or the facts, like, uh, <laughs> like that just blows my mind. Yeah, it's almost like just people just, why don't you just have a conversation? Why don't you just like listen or like, you know, talk, read a book, r- follow someone on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like there's, I know Instagram seems so silly, but it's like, why don't you just listen or just go outside your, com- like talk, talk to someone. You, you know what I mean? Make a friend. Yeah, just talk to someone. Talk to someone. Please, just talk. That doesn't mean you have to like, grill them or ask them what you should be doing or some shit like that but you know what i mean just like i don't know be like hey what's up let's talk (laughs) let's talk about beer like come on it's the common denominator is beer then like how fucking (laughs) awful could this be when i first moved back out here in october of last year i applied at a couple breweries Um, i don't want to say names because (laughs) they didn't hire me (laughs) fucking racist assholes whoever they are (laughs) i don't know what it was man i was super i was straightforward i mean you know i have experience in distribution behind the bar front of house like i got this let's roll you know i don't know everything and i don't pretend to know everything at all because that's silly um and i'm okay with not knowing i'm okay with asking questions like when I said that you guys were guiding me on a magic carpet ride today, I'm dead serious. Like I have so much to learn from y'all and I'm, I'm super excited because you guys are doing something and I'm proud of it. And I just hope to kind of like fucking tag along. Let me just like hang off the. Fully on the carpet. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, but yeah, so I applied at a couple of spots, uh, didn't hire me. That's okay. Um, but I'm still out there. Like I, I have a full-time job, but I would like to, you know, work part-time somewhere because I miss people. Yeah. Like I miss people so much. I work at home. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you don't even have a fish to talk to. I got no fish girl. I just be listening to audiobooks. I watch too much Netflix. Mm. Oh, it's stupid. I've watched everything there is to watch on that damn, I swear. Ooh, Guys, it's yeah. not okay. If we, it's real. This is a very important uh, question. A little bit of side note. Um, if we were on a magic carpet um, and the three of us were Aladdin, Jasmine, and Abu, who would be who? Beautiful. Who would be who? I mean, I'm Jasmine. Clearly, You're Jasmine. I'm not going to be. And I'm Abu. Answer, Chanel is. Yes. <laughs> and you're. You already knew. You're Aladdin. 
Yes. Also, side. I've already got the costume, you guys. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Dude, I yeah. had such a crush on Aladdin when I was oh, younger. Oh, yeah. Did you? I don't know. He's. Oh, all- man. Jasmine was my dime. I mean, piece, she's gorgeous, too. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Aladdin. I feel you. His hair. I liked Aladdin because he, he's kind of like scruffy, yet rough around the edges. I had the biggest crush on Shang from Mulan. Oh. That was my boy. He was my boy. Oh, did it, dude? Yeah, he didn't wear. Talk about why, okay. Why doesn't he wear shirts? No scenes of him in a shirt. No shirt. Never. He's sexy. It doesn't matter. He's a general. It doesn't matter. But his his, his man bun was just popping. I was like, damn. All right. Now I see That's you. It. I see you, Disney. I like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to turn me. <laughs> Oh, do you guys both have kids? No, just Shauna. Just me. Got it. You got a little one. I got a little one. How's it? I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. He's... How's it being a mom and being in the industry and doing all the things and teaching classes and Shauna's a great multitasker. <laughs> she's she's on it all. Yeah, I know. Right? You know what's great question? I didn't. You know what's so crazy is that you know. It's you don't see a lot of examples of women in the industry who are having babies because it's not really very built for that. And so it freaked me out at first. I was like, I'm gonna have to like do something. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And like I was able to figure it out. But when I first got pregnant, I was working at Teku Tavern um, with a bunch of dudes. Oh, and yes, they are. (laughs) And I had a couple coworkers that were absolute sweethearts and could not have been more supportive and not a patronizing way, just like very kind and then some that were not and you know like it's it's so crazy people just think you're i was like i'm was built to do this i'm it's gonna be okay um there's definitely a lot of challenges but it's it's wasn't it the situation like everyone was doing underbergs at on during a shift or something and they're like shauna you never not do an underberg what's going on and you're like like, "Ah." i had to just tell them right then and they were like oh shit it was like ken 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 kyle Oh. And I think it was just Ken and Kyle, actually. And I was like, dude, guys, I can't. Oh, um, so Brandon told me I couldn't come on your <gasps> show unless I had a Norval. I, I, so I saw you pouring it, and I was like, smells so like Norval. What do you think about the smell first off? I'd never had it before, so. Tell me everything. I want to know all of it. Okay, so this one is is a little under a year. Okay, okay. Great. I About um, a year is the sweet spot. Right. I'm not getting that like crazy barnyardy shit that people have been talking about on the later, you know, the older ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a fresher Orval should really feel more like a, a, a spritzier Saison. Oh, a whole new world. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, yeah, I told a you. Guys. Fantastic point of view. I am loving your reaction so much I because mean, that's what Orval is. There's nothing else like it. I don't I don't know if I have words. Um, but this is an incredible beer and I get why he said I couldn't come on your show unless Do I drink it. Do you have feelings it. that are happening? Um, I feel very happy. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm at someone's wedding on a farm. Ooh. Like and it's twilight. Oh. And like the bride is walking out and there's some like really chill music happening and they all just happen to hand us a glass of this. And so I'm sitting there 
drinking the smelling the smells feeling the feels i am living uh, for this description right now. i literally have, I love this so literally much have goosebumps and i think i'm gonna start crying um because what I mean, a dream wedding hormones baby <laughs> like, <laughs> just be hormones, but god damn it that was beautiful um, wow but because First of all, a wedding that would be serving Orval to everyone, instead of champagne, instead of any sparkling wine, we should all be serving Orval, first of all. Um, second of all, beautiful imagery. This is what Sean and I talk all the time about drinking beer is like, just go wherever your senses are taking you, go there. Just start talking. And it could, because your senses are so related to memory too, there's like some beautiful yeah. imagery you can come up with. Uh, but also... <laughs> Orval, really, every time I have it, I'm like, why isn't this what I'm drinking all the time? It, it's such a good beer for so many different reasons. Like, not only is it beautiful and rustic and characteristic, but it's an excellent food beer. Like, you could eat just about any meal with Orval. It, it just is such a good beer for any situation. And it's so crazy the imagery that you thought of was, like, at a wedding because there's, like, that folklore behind Orval. Do you know the folklore behind Orval? No. Okay, so it's, it's so know. wild that you were talking about, you know, wedding stuff because there's a legend. So if you look at the like uh, the logo, there's like a fish with a ring. Yeah. So this woman was in the valley and she dropped her wedding ring into a pond or lake, and a trout came up out of the water with her ring, and she goes, "Oh, a miracle! I shall build a." monastery or church here and she did or because yeah because i'm pretty sure she either prayed to god or a saint a saint like, i think any anything i forget which saint it is but like anything you can do just bring my ring back and then like a fish comes out with the ring and then she's like all right we're building we're building something here this is a miracle and that's what orval is to this day that's where that brewery is so you you're kidding me i i like i i can't believe this is real life you have real psychic story. abilities maybe you know yes but again, that's for another episode. <laughs> I am now honing my feminine intuition, my psychic ability. Yes, I feel yes. people. I feel energies. I know that's like hella woo-woo and it's whatever, not. but thank you for agreeing with me. I might have been a witch. I definitely just a witch right now. <laughs> if I were to turn if I were to turn my camera, you would see my altar that I have like my crystals and my candles on. So you can literally say anything. And I'm like, Yay. yes, yes. <laughs> really? Okay, cool. Because the other day I saw something that cracked me the fuck up. It was like, I love how people don't believe in the power of crystals, but like we're living on a floating rock. We're like, <laughs> literally, that's where we live. And, and there's yeah, it's water like, no, here. That's too much to understand. But like... A rose quartz does not, you know, help develop love for oneself. Like, get the fuck yeah. out. Come on. Read more. Like, Yes, please. <laughs> Jess, I don't know if you saw this on TikTok, but I mean, so Jess and I have been doing a lot of research on the TikTok. Uh, I've been seeing you guys. I've been very impressed. You're so <laughs> funny. Oh, trying. I'm an old woman, but I'm feeling better. But anyways, I was scrolling through and it's fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone was like, hey, you could tell if you're a witch or if you have line of witches in your family. Did you see this? The arm. Yeah. The freckle on the arm. Are you for yeah. real? Yeah. You like yep. follow it up. There's one right here and I have one. Also, I'm covered in freckles. So I was kind of like, I'm a witch. Definitely. I know. I'm like, I have so many freckles. I'm like, mm. so it's like right here. Exactly. And I was like, oh, 
Do you have one too? I okay, so I looked really hard for this when I saw that TikTok because I'm like, I know I'm a fucking witch. I know it. Maybe you're like oh. it's in my family line. I have to be. And so I looked, I didn't see it at first. A couple days later, I looked again. It was there. Shut up. I swear to God. I'm not fucking with you. It's in there. It's there. You got it. It might just be like a stretch mark, but I don't know. No, it's, it's real. It's fine. Like, um, it's fine. And like, <laughs> I don't see any one thing, but I also have tattoos. So I'm just going to pretend that maybe my tattoo is covering it. You're so witchy that you don't eat. Oh, or maybe brilliant. you're the beginning of the lineage of witches. God damn, that makes a lot of sense, bro. Like, let me see your altar. Yeah. So, so yeah, so TikTok. I'm really excited to see you guys do more with that content. Like, do more with the funnies. I, I swear to God, I see your stuff and I'm just like, really? Why didn't I fucking think of that? Like, these, these girls are I, fucking outrageous right now. <laughs> Honestly, like, right now we should be producing more original content. But right now it's me just seeing trends happening and then jumping onto the trend <laughs> because I'm spending too much time on the app. We have like a boatload of Which is how it works. Yeah, we have a boatload of ideas, but man, they are not. You think they're so easy to execute, but you're like, God damn it! It actually takes some planning. I, as so, like, I know how to do all the editing and the shooting and everything, and still, it's like, it's gonna take us like half a day to do this <laughs> to, to shoot some content, like shit. And it's like we're both working. Shauna has a kid. Like, how are we gonna do this? It's gonna happen. Be fine. So awful. I have like a a, a notepad thing in my iPhone of yes, it's just TikTok ideas. It's been running for like a year and I've never made any of them. Like that's, that's how crazy this is. I'm, I'll be like super high, you know, yeah. I'll just have smoked that crazy thing. And I'm like, damn girl, like I could do that. That's fucking funny. Yes. Okay. Queen, you could do this. And then the next morning I'm like, girl, you gotta just go to work. <laughs> just look at that spreadsheet real quick. Like you, you don't have time for this. That's yeah, pretty shitty, but I, you know, you know, I love it. I love the creativity. Once we get to a place where it's like safe to be around people all the time, we'll just have to shoot things together. You just hit me up and be like, yeah. let's make some TikToks. I'm like, I am there. Yeah. What? <laughs> let's do it. Oh. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. I won't fangirl on you guys or anything, but you know. Cool. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Help us. You guys. Sounds like a yeah, plan. Sure. I don't know what you mean. We're like fangirling over you. So yeah. That's ah, shit, man. I don't know <laughs> why. Like I love how <laughs> you're like an influencer though. You you know people and you like you're it seems like you're really good at making connections with people. Thank you. Let's talk about beer influencers. <laughs> that is it is interesting. And the thing is is like here's the thing. Yeah. There is a lot of internalized misogyny that I think a lot of us live with and it takes conscious effort to unlearn those things so whenever I see something and I'm like I have that first thought and then I have to be like no no no, no. that's not okay to say this is what it is so you know it's I never ever want to come for women who are enjoying beer I don't ever want to come for anyone who's enjoying beer in an appropriate way um and then so it's it's hard not to get angry or annoyed by things and then at the same time it's like I kind of wish you would just use this platform to talk about good beer or like, you know, maybe work on some education, do some reading, realize that you don't need to take every sponsorship that comes your way. And maybe <laughs> like, you know, only talk about the yep. beer that you actually like, because I think that's what an influencer should be. They should be someone who are 
actually talking about what they like and then the good brands will sponsor them instead of just taking like any ad money from you know ab imbev or shock top or some shit you know <laughs> it's it's a hard thing to walk yeah. i never want to i never want to you know be negative towards people who are trying to work on a brand especially when it has to do with beer and then it's also tough right. when you can see that it's not truthful or their motives aren't about beer it's about something else which is fine but then like just don't make your brand beer i guess i don't know it's yeah it's it's a whole thing what were you gonna say Jana? oh i mean I'm just listening. i wasn't sure if i i i guess i just like don't really follow a lot of influencers anymore because I was just like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, a few years ago they came out with a, they, I don't know what publication it was. I think it was like Men's Journal or some shit like that. And they were like, these are the top 20 women. Uh, you know what article I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I was not happy about, all right, anyways. So you know what I'm going to say. Please. And I was like, I looked through them and I was, kind of, you know, there is a bit of like, huh interesting and i'm like hey there's enough space for everyone it's okay like if they want to if that's their tactic if that's the way they want to do it cool as long as they're in charge of their their bodies and the way that they want to do things that's cool true (laughs) i would go with um true but then you meet them at a festival and you're like wow you're really like not that great of a human oh no i'm not saying everybody no, I'm not saying still. everybody, but like there are so there are a ton of people out there who are, you know, they're influencers. And I get what you're doing. Like you're saying, I understand. Chase your bag, do your whole thing, make your money. But fuck, like you're you have this platform, you have this incredible platform of like sometimes 50K followers. That's right. Incredible. And you show up to an event and you're just not even a nice person. Like some random will try to come up to you and say, hey, like, I'm really inspired by what you do, (laughs) regardless if it's just like boobs and a beer or if like whatever it may be. It doesn't matter what it is. You're putting yourself out there. If I'm coming to you and telling you I appreciate it and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm too good for you. (laughs) Oh, mm -hmm. Regina George says. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, Serena Vanderbilt. (laughs) But... I think the weird thing is like with this whole idea of companies paying you to just like post shit. Do you know how many companies I've turned down? Do you know how many companies like, I'm not even going to lie. I'm just not going to respond. Like, I don't need to be, I, I don't need to be a part of that. I recognize what you're doing. I know you've sent every quote unquote beer influencer the same message, but I'm not gonna be a part of your crew. I'm okay. I, I don't yeah. necessarily believe in what you're <laughs> what you're selling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for well, me to pretend. Maybe it's just then good for you. Yeah. Like that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having well, us. Before I was smart, before I was smart, I sold my uh sold some of my picture rights to dogfish. <laughs> Did you? Where are you? I didn't I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't under, I had just started posting pictures. I'd gotten this bomb ass camera. I went golfing one day, took a picture of one of their beers, like next to some golf balls. It looked so sick. I'm not going to lie. I was mad impressed. All of a sudden I get a fucking sliding in the DM. Hey, what's up girl? I see that picture you got girl. So are you down? Can we have the rights, girl? Oh. <laughs> and 
I just thought that's how the game went. I thought that's sure. how it went. They didn't pay me shit. Did they give you credit? <laughs> they were like, I don't even. I, they were like, so we have the rights to this picture. You know, you can't use it really anymore. And sign this thing that and again i was so new that i didn't quite understand I the same thing. what was happening or what was going on i thought this was just the craft beer game you know yeah. and so but, that happened but like <laughs> fuck them for taking advantage of you and doing that like for what y'all don't have a marketing department you don't have someone who could go take another good picture and said you're gonna like target people on instagram and like play them like that yeah. what the fuck? like it was so sneaky they were just like hey girl you got me good you know i feel like i would have done the same thing too i would be like oh wow they like my photo this is so cool like right and yeah and you're like oh it's dogfish head they're like a craft brewery like this is cool yeah and then you're like oh 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 what's like yeah, damn man. china you could have got mad money like what's wrong with you i didn't damn know it. but this was this was a couple years back this was a while ago a and, very long but ago. still it's like oh god and you know what it's, it's, I, I think there's a great influence if for, you know influence influencer whatever if you like hate that word or not like there's people who are doing an awesome job at you know, with their platform as you are, as a lot, of, I can name other people that I'm like, I, I really love everything they do. Um, it just, I think the where it starts getting icky is when you're like, who is this person? Like, what is, like, is, you know what I mean? Like you start to lose like the people who I enjoy are the people who are like, oh, I, I think I, I know who they are. And like, they stand for something. Like you have like a, a code of conduct for yourself. Um, even if you show your boobs or not, like you got your, you got good boobs, show them fine. Like, that's not the part that bothers me. I think it's it's like, that's all there is, that it's like, oh, okay, well, then you're not really talking about beer. So, like, oh, about <laughs> beer and blood. Yeah, there's, like, a huge difference. I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for a lot of the people out there doing what they're doing. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. I'm not putting them into a box. I'm not categorizing what's going on. But, you know, it's, um, like I said, there's a, some amazing folks out there. But yeah. I think to some degree we got to separate this whole idea of sexuality versus sensuality. Again, yeah. another topic, no. but women, like we are allowed to explore and um, kind of identify our own sensuality, whatever that means. Yeah. I mean, sensuality literally means gratification of the senses. That's it. Like it's not, it has literally nothing to do with the sexuality of a human. Yeah. And if I want to post a picture of my body in exactly the form it is while I'm drinking a beer, but then I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to be like, yeah, this is a, you know, 7.6 double fucking IPA, just crazy nose, just super dank on the nose, like mad hazy. Like if I'm going to talk about a beer, post about a beer, let me, you know, yeah. it, sh it should feel or right. Or if like, you know, we're but, not in charge of it. You know what I mean? I'm not in charge of anyone. You know what I mean? Like if you want to post that cool. And you know, it's, I think it's because it's like our city, our country, our city, but like our country is so puritanical. It's like, you don't want to begrudge women for being comfortable enough to do that. Like that's, that's, that, that should be something that we should embrace and be like, great, let's do it. Um, But then it, it also falls in line with the whole, like, hypersexualization in American media that kind of started in the late 70s, early 80s. 
And if you think about any like Budweiser commercial, how for so many years it was women in bikinis and we're going to use women's <laughs> bodies to sell something. And that it's like, it's hard to disassociate things we've been trained to learn versus then also giving people autonomy. But then you also get concerned because you're like, well, what is your motive? Does the motive matter? I don't know. I just want to know if you actually <laughs> like this beer or not, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in, in that world of beer influencers, um, let me know if I'm incorrect in saying this, since it seems like you have some experience with them. But uh, one of the other women that I've seen on social media that seems legit is um, is beer carb. Megan, she's in San Diego. Um, is that Megan Anderson? No, what's her I name? don't know her last name. Um, and I'm I mean, I can cut up. this. But um, yeah, beer she. Carb? Is beer a carb? Oh, dude. Okay. First of all, she's fire. She's okay, mad cool. Fire. That's that's what she I seems thought. Cool. And, yeah. I I think I've have I met her. I think I may have met her in passing, maybe, and it wasn't even that serious. It was just like, oh my god, that's who you are, kind of a thing at a fest, maybe. But mm-hmm. right. I think she's pretty incredible. I've yeah, I've been following her for some time. Yeah, she's a big advocate for um, LGBTQ, like queer rights and just queer representation in brewing. She's spoken a lot about her experience and the fucked up shit men have said about her and how she's a brewer and a woman and lesbian. And then people get all weird about that. Um, So she seems to be really cool about like kind of speaking up about her experience and then also being like, I'm just also like, I'm just a good brewer. So like hire me for brewing <laughs> because like, this is what I do. Oh, can that be it? Like, right. can I just be a dope brewer? Why, why do I, why do you have to add all the extra? Come on. Yeah. I would definitely buy her a beer. Oh, hundred oh, percent. Whatever she wants. Yes, <laughs> as many as she wants to stay beer. for. <laughs> her, her hair is like the four different colors. I know. It's great. Dude, we should we should hit her up and be like, I think we should. I think she'd be down. She looks cool. Um, Okay, so this has been an incredible conversation. I want to wrap it up with a segment I like to do called Drunchies, which is where (laughs) we talk about our drunk munchies. Um, Mm. So I don't know if there's anything lately been going on for you. Maybe not so much for Shauna. Maybe you've just been having other munchies, Shauna. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but uh chanel is there anything that's kind of like a go-to after you've been drinking whether you're out and about with friends when we could do that or like if you're just at home what's kind of like your go-to once you've had a couple beers you're like all right this is time <laughs> all right drunchies when i'm out and about el pastor tacos done mm. i don't care where i get it from el pastor extra lime extra salsa that's my jam man the greasier the better i want my fingers to be dripping in all, I call it all, because oil is stupid. Oh, all. Oh. So that is like when I'm out and about. If I'm at home and I just happen to have a stash, it's the double hot Cheetos. Not just like the regular Cheetos, because those are stupid. Like those are tame, and nah. maybe for people with like IBS or whatever. But like I need the <laughs> double. <laughs> I need those double hot, like the ones that are super coated, extra red. A lot of like the Cheeto powder. Mm. Girl, get me a bag of those. Like I don't, you know, some people eat chips with the uh, 
chopsticks. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but like, yes, it's a thing, it is. you know, like, I don't want to get the powder on my hands. I love the powder on my hands. I want to lick the powder off each finger. Part like, of the experience. That is, uh, that is such part. a mood. That is so yeah. real. Like, cause Double I hot am. Cheetos. I am a fan of hot Cheetos as well. And the thing is, is I don't usually eat lactose. It makes me pretty sick. And there's not like a ton of it in hot Mm. Cheetos. It's like powdered milk product. But like it'll happen every once in a while, whether it's drinking or smoking or whatever. Um, It'll end up in my house. And it just it just hits the spot like nothing else. I I, I don't know what it is. Maybe nostalgia. I don't know. Perhaps it's like childhood. Let me, it was like middle school for me, but let me give you a little hint though. All right. Pour the hot Cheetos in a bowl. You Mm. feel me? Mm -hmm. All right. Step one. Step two, grab a lime, Mm -hmm. fresh lime, cut that bitch in half, Mm -hmm. squeeze the lime on top of the hot Cheetos, but eat them fast before they get too soggy. And it is the best thing you'll ever have. I promise you. I need that. I promise you. I, Somebody so, taught me that about 12 years ago. Never forgot it. I legit, after this record, I'm like about to go to the grocery store to get some stuff for dinner and um, might Jeff. need to pick up a couple other things. <laughs> Girl, what you making? What you making, Chef? Uh, some yeah. n- nothing good veggie burgers and like sweet potato fries. <laughs> Dude, nothing fancy, just, just some weekend grub. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I feel that. At least you're cooking, girl. Do your thing. Do uh, your I'm thing. I'm trying. What's your drunk cheese? Or do you want me to go next? You go, Shauna. I mean, I'm going to change it up from what I said last time because I always yeah. say popcorn because yeah. I love making my own pop- like popcorn on the stovetop. Um, but I eat that every night. So it's like, you know, not really a drunk. I just want French fries all the time. Um, so like a big plate. You know what I mean? Like, I like the ones that like are the have the skin on them still, and they're kind of a little thicker. You know, like they're like not steak fries because I mean I'll eat them, but I want you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like natural cut, natural cut, natural thing. cut, baby. Yeah, natural cut. Um, maybe with a little malt vinegar. Oh, going a little but, British on it. Uh, you know, <laughs> just let it out. I'm also just yeah. A fish and chips, please. Uh, but I'm, I wish I would do too. We should go to Ballard. <laughs> oh my god, let's eat some fish. Let's go to Ivar's. <laughs> Wait, okay. Official Seattle question: Ivar's or Ivers? I have gotten shit for saying it the wrong way, and I don't know what the wrong way is. <laughs> so is I think well, now I'm confused. <laughs> Is it Iver Evers? What if it was Ivers? I've said Ivars. That's how I've said it. But Aaron, um, Kubner, our, uh, yeah, a coworker of ours, for, former guest of the show, um, he has made fun of me for saying it the wrong way. He's like, "You're such a California girl. You say it the wrong way." And I don't know which way was the wrong way. So oh, you never ask. You gotta ask. I know. I was too embarrassed. Right way, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> what is the right okay. way? Tell us." Can I just get my chowder and go, please? <laughs> chowder. 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 Imagine if my drunk cheese was I wanted New England clam chowder. <laughs> that would be intense. Just a, a big bowl. Oh, God. A big bowl of New England clam chowder. <laughs> so much cream. <laughs> Don't forget the oyster crack. You got to get saltines oh. or at least something. In you have bit. to have the crunch. You know? 
If you don't have crunch. Okay. Yep. Wait, what is the right answer about the fish and chips spot? Oh, yeah. What is it? I'm going Ivers. <laughs> Ivers. Okay, okay. Now I know, though. Ivers. I'm going Ivers. I, know. I could be Ivers? 100% wrong. I've been going there for, for a minute, and it you just it's Ivers, Ivers, man. Ivers. Those fried clams. Oof. In in the end of, let's say, October, we'll get drunk and go to um, cool. Ivers. October does sound like the right timeline, kind of based on like numbers. And let's just say things stay at the slower pace they're at. Even at this rate we're going at, October should still be pretty good in terms of having more people vaccinated than less. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having an actual Halloween this year. I would love that. Halloween's my favorite holiday. I, I would die if we could do that. You would just die like so Halloween. Did you guys have fun last year <laughs> for Halloween? She would just die. She's gone. Like, Jess is gone, just... you guys. She's fucking gone. I was like, is she a corpse for Halloween? No, she's dead. She's, <laughs> she's actually dead. Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good costume. Let's do it. One of us has to be dead. <laughs> I think I'll do Eliza from Wild Thornberries again. That was really fun. Uh, oh, that sounds like a shit. great costume. Yeah, that was that was super cool. Had the whole blonde, like curly hair and the flannel and the so fuck you great. attitude. I love it. I, like, I love fuck it. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> so cool. Okay, so, Jess, what that's you? great. What about me? What about what? Junchies. Oh, Junchies. Um, wait, what? Where am I? <laughs> We're like, what are we doing? Um, were you guys? Shit, I don't know. I I feel like I always am saying some sort of chip. Um, although, okay, you know what I've kind of been into lately. Um, at Trader Joe's right now, they have at least the one in Ballard. They have um a like corn puff kind of crisp ch chip thing that is um like jalapeno flavored and then it has like a cheesy flavor but it's not actual cheese it's like nutritional yeast or something um so it's like a, a vegan corn puff jalapeno snack that it comes i have a problem because i grew up in a really health conscious household so we never had like had snacks or like good cereal or anything like that so now, even as an adult, I can't control myself around snacks. Like if I have a bag of something, it's getting consumed all at once because I have this weird <laughs> mentality of like, I have to eat it all, you know, otherwise I'm not allowed right. to have it. Your opportunity will be gone. Yes. Yep. So snacks are hard for me because if I literally take a single hit off of a bong, the bag is gone. Like it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm one beer in, it doesn't matter if I'm one toke in. The snacks are gone, um, which is going to be a problem when I go grocery shopping after this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Do not go hungry grocery shopping or hide. It's, like, bad. it's, the worst. it's bad. I'll buy everything. Jess, you reminded like, me. Oh, of my something. God. That, that sounds crazy. What? You're like, I need that. I need that. Um, uh, Trader Joe's also makes a, a lote corn chip. I know. So I got it. You, have you had it? It's pretty Girl's good. Fire. Oh my I, god! I could eat a whole bag of that. Sorry, about, what was that? Okay, sorry, kiddo in the background. Uh, they're so good. Like I, the first time I took a bite, I, I was like, 
Dude, and I, they're so intensely flavored, but I'll still dip it in guacamole. Like, it doesn't matter how intensely flavored the chip is by itself. It's still going in a dip. The best part about it is you could just that squash too. up some avocado and then because it has so much seasoning on it. Oh, you're right about that. Wait, that's like, that's perfect. Done. All right, ladies, this has been a blast. I cannot wait till we're all hanging out in real life. Um, I like yeah. the way you move. Da -da. <laughs> I always it's always the song always comes up when like we're when we're thinking about like hanging out that's the jam yeah, yeah. um all right well Chanel thank you so much for joining us thanks for picking thank out this excellent you. beer it's been a second since I've had it and I'm feeling great it's tasting amazing um yeah and so good with chatting with you thanks for being here so good chatting with you guys thank thanks you. for having yeah. me I really appreciate it can't wait yeah, to wait show to you guys too. yes seriously one of these days gonna soon. happen soon, soon. It's in i'm gonna hug month. the shit out of you because i'm a hugger so we need we need bosom time yes we do oh i got you double h's let's go <laughs> yeah i said that <laughs> and i ain't fucking with you i'm serious Ooh, all right ladies well cheers everyone have a good night and uh we'll talk to you later that was a titan cast episode Hey guys, this is B from Arbitrary Advice, your one-stop shop for advice, arbitrary and otherwise. We talk about anything and everything, from serious issues to internet challenges and life hacks. Have a question or topic you want covered? I'm available through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or email me at arbitraryadvicepodcast at gmail.com. My mission is to help people through their challenges, no matter the size. New episodes every Sunday and available anywhere you listen to podcasts.